there and welcome to the Little Yarrow podcast. My name is Kate. I'm a naturopath and postpartum doula here to share with you ancient wisdom for modern mothers. Welcome to this episode of the Little Yarrow podcast. I've taken a break from the last few months of recording, which you may have noticed, and that is because I am expecting baby number three. So I've just come out of the first trimester, which has been a bit rough, hence my pause on um, creating episodes. But I thought a really great way to kick off the start of this year with a new episode would be to share about what I did in terms of preconception care, especially because I have had two babies already. And I do feel that preconception care is a little different when you have already got children. So I really wanted to have a chat about this important topic because something I always share with my clients is that preconception care is a really important way to not only safeguard a healthy baby, healthy pregnancy, but also to prevent postnatal depletion. So I do see a lot of mums entering pregnancy already depleted um, you know, often I have clients um, that they want to actively prepare and uh, recover from previous pregnancies in order to conceive again. They know that they are not quite ready um, physically, mentally, but they do know that they want to have another baby soon. So often they come to me and they really want to start preparing their body so that they do enter into another pregnancy feeling their best. Um, you know, it is hard when you do get pregnant and you have not recovered from previous pregnancies, and I do see that a lot as well. Um, I often have women, mums contacting me saying, you know, I'm pregnant with my second or my third um, baby, but I've just found out, you know, I'm anemic or I've got this going on, I've got that going on. And it can be really hard to try and play catch up when you're already pregnant. So it is possible, of course, but ideally we want to be entering into a subsequent pregnancy in an optimal state. So that's why today I thought I'd share many of the things that I did to prepare for my third baby. And you know, I don't have this, I don't have like a preconception care cookie cutter kind of fit that is for everyone because I feel like although there definitely are going to be a lot of similar things I suggest to women, ultimately I think it really depends on the person. Everyone has different things going on. So I do think getting like a customized approach to postpartum care is the best thing to do rather than just following a generalized kind of plan. So I first found out about preconception care way back when I was at uni studying. So this would have been um, around 2006, um, And I remember I was, I was in the uni library. Um, I was only probably around like 21 at the time. Um, and I was just looking through the bookshelves and I found this book um, called The Natural Way to Better Babies by Francesca Nash, who is a naturopath that specialises um, particularly in preconception care, pregnancy fertility, um, 
and she's a really amazing naturopath and she has some really awesome books that I highly recommend. And so at this point I wasn't, you know, babies were not on the brain at all. I was doing my naturopathy degree and anyway, I found this book and I thought, oh, I wonder what this is. And so I had a look through it and that was when I was really introduced to the concept of preconception care because I had no idea. I never heard of the term before, didn't know anything about it. Um, and it was just really interesting to, to learn about why we should be doing preconception care, whether it's your first baby or if it's a subsequent baby um, and why it's really important. And so that was really my first introduction to learning about preconception care. And so then, you know, I've had two babies since and so both times I did preconception care um, and every time it's looked a little bit different. So compared to having my first baby when I was um, 23 compared to my second baby at 30 and then now my third baby at 35, the preconception care has looked a little bit different each time. So this time I was had a lot of different kind of things that I wanted to work on. So first of all, I went and got full blood check. So I highly recommend to every woman wanting to conceive to go and get a full blood check by their GP. So typically I recommend um, full blood count, iron studies, vitamin D, vitamin D, uh, B12, um, zinc. I also recommend um, full thyroid panels, so not just TSH, but also T3 and T4. Um, ideally, if you can also get... Um, if you can get like the, if you feel like you do suspect that you might have some thyroid issues, it can be helpful to also check to see if you have any thyroid antibodies. It is, it can be quite hard to get doctors to do a full thyroid panel. Usually they'll just want to start off with TSH, which is our thyroid stimulating hormone. And then if you, if it shows any abnormalities, then they might look into T3 and T4 and antibodies. But I think, um, it really is worth trying to get the full panel. And if you can't get it from your GP, you can always get it through private lab. So um, iScreen is a website you can go and order your own pathology tests. They're not covered by Medicare, but it definitely is worth it to get the full picture because if you don't have a proper th functioning thyroid, it can cause problems with getting pregnant in the first place, miscarriage, all kinds of things, you know, in pregnancy and then postpartum as well. So it really is worth checking that your thyroid is functioning properly. Um, blood glucose, I would recommend as well. And then if you know that you have some hormonal issues going on, it might also be worth getting things like your progesterone checked, checking your estrogen and checking your testosterone as well, particularly if you think that you might have um, polycystic ovarian syndrome or if you've got irregular cycles, you're not sure if you're ovulating. Um, so these are the tests that I would get. So for me, my test results came back and I was a little low in vitamin D, not too bad, but I'd just come out of winter. So, you know, kind of to be expected. Um, and I know that optim our optimum range for vitamin D is 100. I think mine was about, I think it was like 70. Um, which GPs would say is fine, but optimally we wanted it 100. 
So I really focused on getting that up. So I was taking vitamin D spray, um, making sure I was getting sunshine at the optimum time every day. I used an app called D-Minder, which is a really awesome app that you can put in your location, type of skin you've got, um, and it'll tell you what times of the day is the best time for your body to make vitamin D. So I did that. Um, my iron was a bit low. I personally, um, I get heavy periods because I've got endometriosis. They are quite managed these days, but compared to the average person that doesn't have endo, they are heavier. So iron is kind of something I really need to be regularly on top of. And at this point, it was not quite optimal. So I made sure that I... Um, I also had, I'd also been a bit slack on iron supplements um, and being vegetarian, you know, there's kind of like a few factors going on there. So I just made sure that I got onto the best iron supplement um, that I could get my hands on, which I always recommend iron by glycinate because it's the most gentle, highly absorbable form. And then we also have certain probiotic strains as well that are really great for helping with absorption because sometimes women they might be taking iron supplements and it's just not going up. So Lactobacillus plantarum is the strain that there's a lot of research coming out now that shows that that helps with increasing absorption. So I made sure that I got on to an iron to get my iron levels up um, and everything else was pretty good in terms of my blood tests. They were quite optimal. So it was good to know you know, that I was going to be entering pregnancy at, with um, everything pretty good, looking pretty good. Um, I did give myself some time, obviously, to get the vitamin D and the iron up. Um, what else did I do? I Because I ha do have a history of endometriosis, I wanted to get some work done um, just with helping fertility. So I had a womb massage by a midwife friend, um, Sarah. Shout out to Sarah from Down to Birth Midwifery. Um, she's a traveling midwife and she's often travels around Australia and overseas. And she um, did some um, womb massage. She came to my house and some womb massage for me, um, which I have had before previously. Um, there's different, you know, you can get the Mayan abdominal technique there's also, um, it's spelt Mizan with a Z, but it's pronounced Milan. Um, and that's more of a Middle Eastern type of womb massage. And all of these different, you know, there's all the different variations in different cultures. But ultimately, it's really great for fertility, really great for breaking up adhesion, stagnation, increasing um, pelvic circulation, clearing toxins. It's really good for increasing fertility. It's really great for reducing pain. Um, so I had that done, which was really great. Um, and I also had acupuncture as well. So I was getting acupuncture. Um, Naomi from um, Gentle Traditions, she is amazing at what she does. She's based in um, Queensland and New South, northern New South Wales. Um, so I was working with her getting both acupuncture and moxibustion. She also gave me some blood building herbs as well because when she checked my pulse, um, my blood was a little bit deficient, which ties in, you know, with the iron deficiency. 
Um, uh, what else was I doing? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think now it feels like a while ago. Um, I had some dental work I had to get done as well. So I always recommend make sure any surgeries, dental work, anything like that, like deal with it before getting pregnant. So I had to get um, a wisdom tooth out. So I um, made sure that I, you know, because you got to factor in as well, like often you've got to go on waiting lists, like you got to see the specialist, then go on the waiting list, then have the surgery, then recover. So, you know, you got to kind of factor in the length of that. So I was on the wait list for quite a while. Um, and then, oh, it was probably like three months, I think I was on the wait list for. And then, um, yeah, so I had the wisdom tooth out. Um, and I'm just glad that that's dealt with now because it would be so annoying if I cut, because I was getting a lot of pain from the wisdom tooth. So it'd be really annoying if I had to deal with that throughout pregnancy. And then, you know, like even getting it done postpartum, you got to deal with like going into hospital when you've got a baby and, you know, maybe potentially breastfeeding and then medications, pain medications and anesthetics passing, you know, onto baby and all that. So it's just good to try and get all that stuff dealt with um, prior to getting pregnant. Um, what else was I doing? Obviously, prenatal prenatal supplements, really good practitioner-only brands, omega-3 because, um, you know, omega-3 is really, it's it's a really common deficiency in mums because our babies do take a lot during pregnancy. They take a lot in breastfeeding. Um, and it's also really important for hormones and mood and so many other things. And so making sure that I've really replenished my omega-3 stores was really important. So being vegetarian, I take a vegan algae DHA. So the fish are actually rich in DHA because um, they eat the algae. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, so I was taking so I was taking the iron, the vitamin D, my prenatal, the blood building herbs, um, the vegan DHA. I take magnesium normally anyway, um, because it's just such an awesome mineral that's you know it's important for your adrenals and stress and period pain and energy and mood and so many things. So taking a um, taking the magnesium as well. Um, I also took some herbs just for hormonal regulation because I do have endo. So I made up um, a formula for myself just to help with supporting, um, you know, ovulation, supporting reducing excess estrogen, promoting detoxification of excess estrogen, supporting progesterone levels. So everyone, you know, like I, it just is custom, like it's different for everyone, really what you need, because everyone has different things going on. Um, but for me, you know, I wanted to take some herbs just to help with regulating everything. I also saw a pelvic health physio. So having to babes, both my boys were four kilos at birth, which is quite, I mean, it's not crazy big, but it is quite, they are quite big. Um, and for me, being quite a small kind of shortish framed person, um, you know, four kilo babies are quite, you know, big, um, not what you'd really expect. Um, and so first time around was fine. Like I didn't really have any issues with the, the carrying that weight. 
But second time around, I did notice um, just feeling like, just feeling that pressure in the pelvis. And, um, you know, even for months after the birth, I just had this heavy dragging kind of sensation. Um, and I just never really went and got it checked out and because it went away. And I just thought maybe I should go and get it checked out because the last thing I want is to go into another pregnancy have a big baby and you know if I have like pelvic floor weakness or if I have like prolapse or something like that and then getting pregnant it's just going to make it worse so I'd prefer to fix it first before getting pregnant so I went and saw a pelvic a women's pelvic health physio who you know they talk about your previous pregnancies births and they talk about any symptoms you have um you know they ask you questions about um, you know, if you have heaviness or dragging sensations, do you have like incontinence or leaking or anything like that, which I don't. Um, and then they do some checks, some physical checks. And so I was told that everything was good, no prolapse, um, tone pretty good, could be better. So she gave me some exercises. Um, but it just made me come away feeling like confident knowing, okay, you know, everything is good there in that department and I feel confident going into you know another pregnancy I'm not going to be making anything worse so I think so much of preconception care really is yeah having that confidence that you know that your body is in a good state to be going into another pregnancy because it is so demanding you know pregnancy is so demanding and if you've already got little kids as well um, or multiple kids, you just want to know that you're in the best state possible going into another pregnancy. And so I really did feel confident after doing all of that work, knowing, okay, like I feel good, I feel confident, I feel ready, my body's ready, let's do this. So I hope, I hope that that was helpful um, for you listening. If you've got any questions, please reach out. Uh, if you want some customised um, preconception care advice and treatment, you can always book in a one-on-one session via my website. I really love doing preconception care with women, regardless of if it's your first, second, third, fourth. Um, it's really, it's just really great to help mums prepare and do the best that they can to enter into pregnancy. So I hope you found this episode helpful. And you can find me over at littleyarrow.com and over on Instagram at littleyarrow as well.